Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's like another really nice start to this Wednesday morning here in Indianapolis. Chilly, but looks like the sun is going to show itself again here to start things. It's 11 day- degrees outside. Yeah, very did, chilly. Did we know it was going to be this cold? Did I did I miss this? Oh, this week there was are weather to be... apps on your phone that kind of give you a heads up. <laughs> well, this week was supposed to be a little chillier. Eleven degrees. I'm surprised you aren't worrying about the IU students camping out for the Purdue game yet. Oh boy, are they doing that? I would assume, right? I don't. I'm telling you. By the way, all sun tomorrow and Friday, baby. Even though it's supposed to be subarctic, I 41 tomorrow. That's not bad. That'll toughen those kids up for camping out. Dane Fife going to join us at 9 o'clock, 8.30. Nate Atkins, get more into the Colts head coaching search. Just two openings left after yesterday. We saw Sean Payton to Denver and D'Amico Ryans to Houston. So it would be Indianapolis and Arizona still left. Brian Callahan, Bengals OC. That is the reported interview for today. And, Jake, if that goes through, that would be seven names. That was the original number expected for second interviews. And at that point, you know, I think you start to think about, are we nearing some finality with this search? The fact that you've had seven second interviews. Jim Irsay much more involved now this time around. I'll continue to reiterate what I've said. With Irsay, you never truly know, but I do think some things on Jeff Saturday have cooled a bit. Callahan's a name that I've liked a lot through this process. Certainly the question that you have is he does not call plays in um, Cincinnati. I kind of like the fact that he's the son of an NFL head coach. Um, I feel like being around that, you have an understanding of what it takes and just the commitment that it takes. But then I also like Jake that he's kind of a new age guy. He hasn't necessarily coached with his dad a whole lot in recent years. So I kind of like the mix of that, of he's grown up in it, he understands that, but at the same time, you look at his background, and it's been pretty kind of new-age innovation, and obviously the quarterbacks he's been with speaks for itself. Do you remember when, well, the last two coaching hires for the Colts, and I'm going with Josh McDaniels, I'm not going with Frank Reich, which kind of became like the automatic if you recall, when Josh McDaniels backed out, then it was like, well, that means they've got to go to their safety, which is Frank Wright. You know, like he was the natural, boy, they should have gone with this guy all along. You know, that's that's who they go to. He's got familiarity, da-da-da-da-da. But McDaniels and Pagano both, and I want you to correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, because I very well may be, but it seems as though those were kind of, like last second horses that came hard out of turn four, and it was like, whoa, wait a minute. I'd say Pagano definitely, McDaniels no. Well, McDaniels was a name that we knew, but was he like thought of as the front runner from the get go? I can't recall. I don't know if publicly it was, but again, that was always in Chris Ballard's eyes. I and mean, we heard Ballard a couple weeks ago say, I had an end in sight going into that 2018 search. The thought was Andrew Luck, Josh McDaniels. Boom, right. boom, boom. That, that, that was the thought from day one. Pagano, and you know he shared this with us a couple weeks back, he hadn't heard from the Colts until the Monday after the AFC Championship game. 
I mean, he thought they were going to the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, Baltimore was right on the cusp of it, losing in Foxborough. And remember, Pagano was a first-year coordinator. So he wasn't used to this cycle. He hadn't done, you know, the coaching, touring, hiring, interviewing, whatever. He hadn't done that for several years. The other finalists besides Chuck in 2012, and this will make Mark just skin crawl, Mark Tressman. I remember that. I, that was the one. Where is Mark Tressman, Mark Dykton? Where is he now? I have no idea. The CFL I'm going to say he's the offensive coordinator for the Montreal Alouettes. Got heavy uh, yeah, CFL he's, cur- he's currently the head coach of the Montreal Alouettes. Look at that. Jake's Come CFL on. knowledge. Come on. You want to talk about that? Like, I'm done for the day. Who's this quarterback? Chad Kelly? I don't know, but he is the <laughs> he's the Josh Johnson of head coaches. You ever look at his resume? It's wild how many teams he's been is on. Is that how you lead off an interview? I feel like I'm the Josh Johnson of head coaches. This Fire is, up some Johnny Cash, man. This is an interesting question from Chris. I'm glad he threw this out here. Why does the fact that Brian Callahan not get dinged for calling plays, but Eric Bienemy does? The difference for me in Callahan and Bienemy, and why I've had Callahan a little bit higher on the list than Bienemy, Jake, Eric Bienemy is an offensive coordinator, but as you know, Eric Bienemy played what position in college? Running back, right? That's kind of been his primary position that he's coached in the NFL. He hasn't really had a lot of quarterback centric stuff. That is where Brian Callahan, to me, I think quarterback, again, it goes without saying, but worth repeating, I guess. That background to me is so important. And you got to have that connection there. You have to develop this young QB. The fact that Callahan has worked with, again, Peyton and Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr and now Joe Burrow, that to me is a little bit more – it's just the the position that matters more. So I think that's what separates it for me. You obviously have questions about both. And, you know, in a similar way with Biennemi, it's like how much is that Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes? You could ask the same question about Callahan. How much is Zach Taylor – and Joe Burrow and even some of those weapons. But I think I think the fact that Callahan has more of a quarterback-centric background, considering that's the, the position that needs so much attention here in Indianapolis and is the position that matters far more than running back, I think that is why I've got Callahan a little bit higher. Because the reason I mentioned in, in terms of coaches that are like late names that are bubbled up, Callahan is one that I think about midway through we started hearing more about. But the guy that to me is becoming increasingly intriguing because I didn't know a lot about him, admittedly. I don't know him as a person, obviously. But in reading about Rich Basaccia, he has a likability about him. Ah, so you like the leader of men now. No, I think he, first off, the phrase leader of men, I just think is, I've gone over that. It's better than the Josh Johnson of head coaches. Well, that's true. But if you look at what he did, I I just think that he's been in difficult situations and made the best out of it. Boy, that's an understatement of the Raiders. And I think he's intriguing. Let me read you this text I got from. He's 62 years old, so he's not necessarily like the young, you know what I mean? But he he has been a little of everywhere. I mean, Green Bay, the Raiders, college, the Cowboys. He's been kind of all over the place. It's a text from somebody that's worked with Rich. 
Rich Bisacci is the best can- candidate on that list. It's not even close. He's a true leader of men. See, everybody says this now. When did this phrase come about? Like a year, I'd never heard the phrase leader of men until like a year ago. Now everybody's a leader of men. You know who else likes Rich Passaccia? Aaron Rodgers. Don't do it. So Rich Passaccia with, with the Raiders uh, two years ago, interim coach. Jake mentioned it, thrown into a beyond chaotic situation. John Gruden resigning so many off the field incidents, tragic off the field incidents. Uh, Raiders go 7-5 and five under Bisacci as the interim. They win their final four games. They go to the playoffs. He is not hired there permanently. They go Josh McDaniels. He goes to Green Bay last year. So he's been in Green Bay for one year. This was Aaron Rodgers yesterday with Pat McAfee on Rich Bisacci. Well, if anyone ever called me as a reference, one name that uh, has been floating around out there who I would give – a ringing endorsement to is Rich Bisaccia. I'm a I'm a tremendous tremendous fan of his. Uh, he is a prototypical leader who wants to be respected more than he's liked, and I think that from the starting point creates an accountability in whatever room you're controlling, whether that's the entire room, or a position room, or a, you know a phase of the game like offense, defense, and teams. And then you throw in there an incredible ability to control the room with his speech. Very thoughtful individual, very sharp. And then the love that he brings as well, I think is just such a perfect combo. So you have the accountability, you have the respect factor, you have the expectations, you have the ability to control the room. And then you have uh, someone who shows you constantly how much he cares about you and loves you and tells you. And it's real because he's already led with the accountability and the respect. Um, he changed He changed uh, that phase of our team for sure. So that's Aaron Rodgers on Rich Bisaccia, who was the special teams coordinator or is the special teams coordinator in Green Bay. And again, we're, only one year. We're not even going to get into the wrinkle of Aaron Rodgers supposedly could be on the trading block and Indianapolis's name has been linked to that. We won't go there, but... One of the things I think that's interesting about him as well, and Aaron Rodgers touched on it a little bit there, but to go back to this, Kevin, which we have mentioned really at the beginning of this process, if you're looking at coordinators, I think a lot of times you you look at special teams coordinator and you have a natural tendency to go, well, special teams, I mean, that's like for the guys that you know aren't starting linebackers that are rookies or whatever else. Special teams coordinators oftentimes are, are – it's a really good barometer of overall coaching because you're kind of dealing with the potpourri, if you yeah. will, of the roster. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting guys from multiple Big guys, positions. small guys, Correct. both sides of the ball. And in addition to that, special teams is where you round out your roster. Mm-hmm. So on Thursday when there are last-minute changes to the roster or a guy needs to be released or waived in order to make room for another position – so the 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 last two or three guys on the special teams are kind of always rotating. So special teams coordinator is a guy that has to be really good at adapting on the fly. I would say in game too. Think about and it. The, Any injury correct. impacts you. Correct. And and one of the things I think that sometimes you see as being hard, like Chuck Pagano, you know, was I think he would tell you one of the things that was the hardest for him once he became a head coach was just everything that's flying past you. 
and I think a special teams coordinator has a pretty good pulse on how to handle that. Yeah, you think about Michael Pittman gets hurt in the game on Sunday, okay? If you're Reggie Wayne, you're saying, all right, I need Ashton Doolin more on offense. Well, then that means Bubba Ventrone might lose him a little bit on special teams within a game. Um, when you've seen Frank Reich over the last handful of years in Indy, you know, COVID, you know, family matter, you know, leave, it's been Bubba Ventrone as the interim. So I think that is the appeal special teams-wise. I think it's worth pointing out on Basaccia, he worked with Rod Marinelli with the Raiders. I think Marinelli is a somewhat popular name around the NFL, longtime assistant, been with Chicago. He is a extremely respected confidant of Chris Ballard, extremely respected. The reason why Matt Eberflus was the Colts defensive coordinator had a large, large part to do with Rod Marinelli's relationship with Chris Ballard. I point that out to say, again, Marinelli with the Raiders on that staff as everything unfolded last year. Basaccia, of course, became the interim. Um, so you would you would have a connection right there of Chris Ballard having an re- extremely respected friend. Watch Basaccia handle that, lead them to the playoffs. And honestly, Jake, they could have easily beat Cincinnati in the first round of the playoffs last year. It's probably a game we don't think about a whole lot, but I think it was like 19-16. Raiders had a chance to beat the Bengals and upset them in, Cits- in Cincy. Um, to your point, you look at present day or you look at past history. I believe Marv Levy had a heavy special teams background. John Harbaugh in today's NFL has a heavy special teams background. Um, it, like this whole debate, offensive side, leader. Offensive side, leader. I get that there's so much evidence that points to offense, and that's probably where I side but the only reason Jeff Saturday is on this Colts list is because they love him as a leader. That matters for Chris Bauer and Jim Mercy. So I do think it's things that we have to keep in mind in trying to think what do the Colts covet in these candidates. It does seem a little silly there's a petition about Jeff Saturday, doesn't it? Oh, my God. I <laughs> I forgot about that. I, I, Where are we at on that? How many, how many uh, signatures on that? That's a good question. Give me a few minutes and I'll research it. How's Dial that? that up and leave that off in the 8 o'clock hour. Let's see how many signatures they have. Oh, wow. It's still growing. 3,932 people have signed the petition. Not our head coach with a picture. I mean, come on, man. He's a beloved figure. I thought the, the biggest mistake in the petition was not calling Jim Irsay Mr. Irsay. <laughs> when did that begin, by the way? Uh, right after Leader of Men. <laughs> 